Kiora Koto, we're Jen and Jane, co-founders and online business coaches at Jen and Jane's Excellent Adventure. And this is your Excellent Adventure podcast. We're on a mission to help women strengthen their relationship with money, boundaries, and owning their CEO space. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into business strategies, mindset, and truth-telling about the areas of business ownership we rarely speak out loud. You'll find lots of swearing, lots of laughter, tips and tricks, and insightful coaching questions. And you'll leave feeling confident to tackle the roller coaster that is business. We're so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be digging into why we struggle to keep things simple, us included. We've added our fair share of work to our to-do list for no reason. If you always find yourself wanting to add more, then this episode is for you. Kiora Koto, welcome. People, <laughs> today we've got a really big topic that I actually, that makes me giggle a little bit because we only really realized some of this stuff ourselves very recently, even though we've kind of known it's been there. Why does simple feel so scary? Now, you you may come at this from a simple's not scary, it's really easy perspective, but I'll bet you there's something in your life that could be simpler and isn't um, mm-hmm. because there's lots of areas of business. It's going to be a really, really big topic. We're going to dive right into it. And then we're going to also give you some helpful ways and strategies that you can use straight after listening to this podcast. I really wanted to start very first thing with looking at when did we actually discover simple and staying simple was a really scary thing for us. Jennifer. <laughs> You always put me on the spot. Well, for us, it was actually in one of our meetings when we were talking about the future of what we wanted to do and how we were kind of caught on this hamster wheel of launch program, launch program, launch program. And we decided after, honestly, I would say a million fucking meetings (laughs) And much after deliberation. <laughs> much deliberation, talking to our own business coach that we decided for the remainder of 2022, we were going to be focusing on our private coaching service. And <laughs> for me, <laughs> I remember having a physical reaction to this. I remember that session because she said to us, do you realize what you've just said? And we both went, yes. (laughs) And we're going to do one thing. My brain did not compute whatsoever because my brain is very strategic. So I chart paths immediately to the end result and I can see what we can do. And for me, focusing on one offer was only just one slice of the pie. It wasn't the overarching strategy of our business. I was, what the actual fuck are we going to do as a whole? And for me, only one service, only one thing. What? Why? But it makes sense. But I'm having this really big reaction to it. And I don't know why. I felt it all over my body. My body then started to squirm. (laughs) I had a reaction, full fucking blown reaction to us deciding to simplify the shit out of our business for the remainder of the year. 
you know, truth be told, I did not enjoy that feeling. I knew it was necessary, but oh my God, that was, I also remember we had a coaching session where we decided to just do two on one for the rest of the year. And then literally the next meeting we both had, I think you'd added 14 things to it. And I was like, whoa, 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 come back, come back. Why have we, why are we now starting to add more things to this one thing? And it was like, oh my God, look, we do it. And I think the more, it's like once you've seen something, you can't unsee yeah, it. Totally. Now what we do is we've become really aware of when we started to wander off from the path. And then we start to ask ourselves, why are we doing that? Why are we adding that? Why are we giving away an extra umbrella with a free bottle of Coke and a, you know, <laughs> and a, a, a pass for the spa alongside our two-on-one? Why mm-hmm. are we trying to do that? Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, why, why does it feel so scary? W- what is it about for you? I think it's relying on one thing. Yeah. Uh, it's relying on one thing for us to make money relying on one thing for us to make impact relying on one thing to build yeah build our business when in reality we we also have different skills that are also needed in the marketplace for me that was that was really really hard really hard to hone in on just one thing and we're still in the process of this for those who listen to this we are not finished with simplifying our business, it still feels scary. We're not in the final steps of this. We're very much still working through what it means to simplify our business, to make it work for both of us and diving deeper into our coaching offer and building out the best experience possible. That stuff excites me, but it is the simple feels scary because business isn't simple. should be hard it's that mentality that has been put upon us for years and years and years and years since day one to grind to hustle to to do all the things to not let any opportunity go it still affects me indirectly and then it shows up like this where you're like holy shit yeah Yeah, totally I also think there's a bit of when you offer more than one thing or you create something else you're creating a safety net for yourself you're allowing the fact that if I can't control how that's going to go, then at least I can create this safety net that gives me a little bit of control over here because I know people love me for that thing. And I think when you take that safety net away and you fully put out your one thing, it makes you really vulnerable to the fact that somebody, everybody might go, don't want that. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. And then you're like naked walking down the street. <laughs> going, oh, somebody like me. I think that's deeply, for me, it's that safety net of somebody's just taken that away and I'm putting this thing mm. out. And then what if? Well, what if is what if for everything? You you try and control every single thing in your business, but you can't. No. And it's the pressure, the outside pressure we put on ourselves by looking at what other people do. And thinking, oh, they've got a whole offer suite. They've got 14 products or they've they've got this. But we don't ever look at the bigger picture as in they have staff, they have an entire team, they have an entire, like 
subcontractor team. They've been doing this for 12 years. I'm just going to say that. Oh, they You're started one. in 1992. Oh, 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 oh. this is a 20 year old business. <laughs> oh. Oh. And, and the feelings around simplifying is hard, especially when you first start out or in the first, say, five years of business because of the expectations we set for ourselves of we've got to succeed. We've got to make this amount of money. We've got to prove to the world that we can do all the things and then never giving ourselves permission to say, hold on, hold on. Am I doing this for myself and my vision and my mission? Or am I doing this to please other people and to please my ego and to look successful and busy and look busy when in reality none of that shit matters ever yeah that's a really good point we hear this so much from clients i should be further on i mm. should have done all that stuff and you know putting back onto somebody why should you says who why is the stuff that you're doing already not enough why can't you say today shutting down the computer and feeling good about it the expectations we set for ourselves are just unbelievably ridiculous especially if you've got a, a finite amount of time during the day and then trying to scram in every single little thing and then still blaming yourself for not getting enough done yep. it may be tip number one start be nice to yourself, please. And please. actually, when you get into bed at night, just say, I've done the best that I can do today. And that is what I've done. Whether mm. that was 30 minutes work or three hours of work or whatever it was, you got some stuff done. Please start being nice to yourself. And it sounds, again, such a simple thing to do. But for a lot of people, that's a scary thing to do yep. is to give yourself permission and also be kind to yourself. This isn't a doom and gloom episode, but there are a lot of times in business where it is going to feel really, really, really hard to move forward. And that question you've got to ask yourself is, how can I simplify this? That also makes it an empowering for me, not a scary situation. Because we think if we have to simplify, then I'm failing. If we have to simplify, then... <gasps> I can't do all the things and I'm not good at my business and I'm not growing and I'm not successful because we equate success and bigger things with quantity. If I have more than I mean more or I'm worth more. And that's not always the case with business. You don't have to have 45 offerings to be <laughs> successful. And we've seen our clients have these transformations in their business from keeping things simple. They've moved the needle in their business because they realize they don't have to have 75 social media channels or they don't have to create a whole bunch of emails that have no purpose or, you know, fucking around on their website, not making anything, but just trying new little tools and just being able to simplify what they want to achieve and connect their tasks to their goals simplifies the process of working for them. Then they see more money come in because their attention and focus is on the things that bring in the money yeah. that are important for their business and are sustainable. How many clients have we looked at or have talked to us, Jane, that are less overwhelmed and stressed? It's a oh, whole different person. Yeah. 
And it's really simple things. The keeping things simple is by doing things that are simple. Saying no to something or saying to a family member, I can't, I'm working between this time and this time, but you can come and see me at this time is a really hard thing to say. But it's a really simple thing that just allows you to have that a bit of a block of time to do some work. These things don't have to be complicated and they can be inserted into your business daily like you can Mm -hmm. do these things daily for people who are probably saying well what do you mean by keeping things simple maybe we look at what complicated and how it is and how it shows up when did you jennifer i'm gonna use the term jennifer in these podcasts (laughs) because it's like when i'm telling you off when was a time you can think of that you complicated something because you thought that you should. What was an example of do you doing that? Oh, it's so easy. Oh. There's so many times. <laughs> I think for me is like when when we're looking to build out an offer, I always look at how can we make VIP options? How can we make bonuses? How can we make extra resources? I go there every single time because one, it is a strategic move to hit our revenue goals for those offers or programs or whatever. But instead of going to what's the end result and impact of this program or our coaching packages or whatever we're doing, instead of going to the end result, I say, how can we offer value and add value? And it's not a bad thing, but I immediately make more work for us immediately rather than saying, if this is a new offer, what is the simplest way we can put this out to validate it, but also then to get that feedback and that data and to see those experiences in real life first and yep. then add on the VIP upgrades or the downsells or whatever we're going to do. But that's my toxic trait. <laughs> yeah, adding more value and stuff to yep. an offer that just needs to actually be out in the marketplace first and then go from there. Yeah, I think mine's pretty similar. And I was just thinking about how I used to do it. You know, I'd put out an offer or you send a proposal to somebody. And then when they haven't responded within 14 seconds, you're like, here's more stuff because <laughs> you want somebody to just take it. But it's overcomplicating. So they probably felt totally overwhelmed because it's within 15 minutes. Where are you? Why haven't you said yes to this thing? <laughs> and then here's all these bells and whistles I can also add. But instead of actually sitting back and knowing that one, the work that I did comes with a million testimonials of how good that work was and the value that it added and the on-timeness of it and the creativity around it and just the thing that I put out there being enough rather than, oh, where have you gone? Here's all these things. And then filling my life with more and more stuff. And Mm. then my clients probably going, I don't need any of this. I don't need a podcast. I don't need all this other stuff. I think just that being aware of when you're doing it and then where your brain goes to when you start creating new things. Where has that gone to? Maybe we look at what are some ways that not keeping it simple shows up? Because then people will be like, ah, that's yeah. me. Because for me, it's we. I need a website on day one of my business journey. I've been in business yeah. for 14 hours and they need yeah. a website. It's not even just a website. It's I need a 10 page website with a shop <laughs> and my podcast and I need to have 14 online courses and I need to have digital product downloads and 14 lead magnets. 
well, obviously you don't, we don't even have a website and we're two, almost we're, what, two years in. Don't recommend that, but just saying <laughs> that disclaimer, this, yeah, disclaimer, don't recommend that. Um, but the roadblocks and the hurdles that we put in front of ourselves don't simplify us taking action. They deny us that action because then we look at, we need a website from day one. We look at the 75,000 fucking to do's that come with a website and we get discouraged and we're holy shit. I'm never going to get ahead. Business cards don't need them. When's the last time Jane, you've used a business card? Well, I've got business cards from my old job, but I used to just say to people, find me online. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Saying yes to every piece of work that comes in is such a good example because we think that there's not going to be any more work coming in after that inquiry or after that job that's accepted, you know, thinking that we have to work all day, every day. Yeah. Think that that hustle mentality, just because you're working doesn't mean you're actually progressing. I can guarantee because majority of the work that I do with clients is time management and the stuff we do in our programs with systems can guarantee you 80% of the work that you're doing doesn't matter. Totally. Yeah. And it's a, a bit of a shock when you start to audit all the work that you've been doing. And mm-hmm. we've had clients who've come back and been like, oh yeah, that 55 things I've got on the list <laughs> I've been doing. Why didn't you tell me I didn't need to do that? And you have to find mm-hmm. that out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, one thing sets you off course at 7.45 a.m. and your whole day's ruined. And you've mm-hmm. complicated the simplicity of literally one thing being able to get yourself back on track, being able to go, that thing happened and Mm. I can now realign myself and keep going at 8am. And what's the first most simple, love to ask our clients that in coaching is, what is the first most simple step that you can actually take? Your baby cried all night and the dog wet the bed and there's no milk and somebody threw up on the whatever you know what is the first simple thing and if that is actually just wait until everybody's gone out of the house to stop and go for a walk then that is the most simple thing that you can do Uh, stop overcomplicating the fact that a day has to be this perfect thing that you see online yes it's just a waste of time an absolute waste of time Mm -hmm. and Keeping things simple allows you to actually have a lot more progress. You actually get to see a lot more progress when you keep things simple because complicating things also complicates project management, complicates communication, complicates every aspect of your life. And so you actually are starting to juggle more than say being a partner or being a mom or being a friend and a business owner, whatever you identify with, you have to juggle that alongside a complicated schedule, a complicated work structure. You cannot do that. Your brain capacity cannot do that. Then what happens is the snowball effect of you not getting what you want done during the day. And then you being mean to yourself saying, well, that was a fucking waste of a day. And then feeling behind and then having that gut wrenching, heavy feeling of being behind. And you have that every single day and you feel you'll never catch up when in reality, like Jane said, is just to stop and ask yourself, what is the simplest way forward? Again, keeping it simple. (laughs) 
It's yeah. hard. It's so hard. It's simple. I know. It is so hard. If we start to look at how can simple stop being so scary, w- what are some of the first things that we can start to look at so people can go, yeah, all right, Jane and Jen, with your perfect simple life, how do I actually start doing that when I leave this podcast? Mm. For me, I always, 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 always look at my schedule. Even for example, when me and Jane are having weeks of overwhelm or we are coaching people, you can see the overwhelm. You can see they're not there. The brain's not working. There, you know, lots going on. The first thing is to simplify your work schedule. What can you take away? What can you take away that feels heavy this week or this day that doesn't need to be done? I think that is one of the nicest things you can do when you are feeling it's too much or you're in overwhelm. I think the easiest way to simplify is to look at your work week and say, what can be taken off the table and what is not priority this week? We love to fill our shit in each week with random to do's that aren't due in a month or three months. Yeah. Stop stop sabotaging your day. You don't need that on your to-do list. Yeah. Um, I find that the time, the suckage of, or it's like an addiction, right? Or just one more email when mm. actually, if you start catching yourself do I need to answer this thing now? No. And I think for some people, it's if I don't do it today, oh my God, it's going to add more on to tomorrow. But mm. actually, when you start to audit what is the stuff that is not needed, you will create more time for yourself. Not to be filled with more things, but to actually go, do you know what? Those emails that I haven't answered from July 2019 are <laughs> never going to be answered Let's just let's just get rid of those ones, people. Um, yeah. I think anything before lockdown 2000, <laughs> the second lockdown is gone. <laughs> I can't even remember that time. It's, I, it's I give gone. you a, a doctor's note to <laughs> delete anything before March 2021. Just get rid of it. <laughs> it's gone. It never happened. Yeah. Oh, God, no. And it's also one of those things of looking at the way in which you operate your business. If you are having a hard time simplifying things, it's because you've come at this at a perspective of you, well, one, you've got to do all the things yourself and that the things that you think you need to do are not attached to a higher purpose. So the tasks you're doing aren't attached to goals or vision or a mission. They're just things to do. And what happens with this is you have to be attached to every single aspect of that task or business. And a, the easiest way forward with that is to template, automate, or delete specific processes and tasks that you do in your business. I always go into my work week. If me and Jane are in a sauna or on a meeting and we're looking at what the next week is, what we're doing to prepare for it. I always look at, is this task something that we do regularly? And if so, can it be templated? Can it be duplicated? Can I do it in a quicker, more efficient way that simplifies my time? Because think about it. If you don't have something templated, you are literally doing the same thing over and over and over again manually. 
and probably a slightly different way every time. That's madness. And that <laughs> it actually, it actually affects, madness. It affects your brain because you are now having to be in control of every single thing in your business. You don't have time to simplify because you're a part of it. You've got your fingers in literally every pie and your business can't run without you. So that already feels heavy. Even just talking about that right now feels heavy. Being able to look at your systems and structure and looking at the the stuff that you're doing in your business and looking at how can it be templated and automated. Again, simplifying processes is going to literally save your business and life. The end. That's that's our TED talk. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. You need to create a t-shirt, I think, with it automated, delegated. <laughs> it's the best thing. I remember saying that statement to my husband one night and he was like, what is that? I need to write it down. And I was like, it's gone. It's gone. Sorry. It's gone. Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> He's like, it's perfect. Perfect work week. Trademark, people. Yeah. What is this? We talk about this a lot. And whenever we say it, we often get people who look at us like, what, what do you mean I can have a week that looks how I want it to look? And it is literally what's written on the tin. What is or what would your perfect work week look like? And if you zoomed out and you said, do you know, if I'm looking from above down and my perfect work week is happening, what would that look like? Now, this is something that you won't necessarily have tomorrow. You can literally start some of this perfect work week stuff today, literally today. But it might take you some steps, some days, some weeks, some months to get to the years to get to some of this perfect work week stuff. Thing that I am doing, the fact that I allow people to book in for meetings every day of the week does not lend itself to me having Fridays off or lend itself to me having literally not wanting to see anyone in the mornings of my week. When we say perfect work week, we literally ask you to sit down and think about If somebody handed you your perfect work week schedule in front of you, what would be on it? And only you can answer that because what my work week, perfect work week looks like is so completely different to Jen's is so completely different to somebody else's. Mm. So you can start. This is a really lovely way for people might kind of get a bit stuck with what goals they've got for themselves. Think about what you'd like to happen in your work week. Does that mean you meet your friends for breakfast twice a week? Does it mean you pick up your kids every night? Does it mean you don't pick up your kids and you have somebody else pick them up? Does it mean that you have lunch at 2.30 p.m. or 10.30 or whatever? It's such a really perfect way of taking the pressure off that whole goal thing Mm. is to start Mm. to think about what that looks like for you. Mm. And then you sprinkle in the work you've got to do. And this also actually helps you become a, a more strategic business owner is being able to zoom out regularly. If you can't, you get stuck in the daily to-dos and being able to zoom out every week and plan what is ideal for you and then look at your tasks and how they can fit into that perfect work week is simple and easy for you to then execute. It's not, I'm just going to do all the tasks, but I also want to go and have a coffee with my friends you know, at 10 and it becomes an afterthought because you have 75 to do's on a Tuesday, which you know, you're not going to get done. But then that 
coffee with a friend never happens. And then you put that off for another month and another month. And then all of a sudden you haven't seen that friend in a year. And that's not sustainable one for that relationship, but also your business to put off things that bring you joy because your business is there to help you live the life that you want, not keep you from the things that bring you joy. So being able to zoom out, I think is so important and it's not talked about enough. I don't think restructuring your work week is talked about at all. No, Besides us, uh, perfect work yeah, week, I- TM. <laughs> TM, TM, stars, it's on t-shirts, some mugs, it's going to be out there, it's going to be a film, it's going to be a series, Netflix is going to pick it up. I think that because I, a lot of people who might be in the first stages of business go, surely I have to do mm. all the things, and work all the hours and I can't say what I want. I, I also think Perfect Work Week can work if you're an employee. Yes, mm. from nine to five or whatever you work might be under the guise of whatever somebody else has said stated you have to do but around that is your time yes if you've got families totally but there's no reason why you can't sit down with your family and say hey what is our perfect work week together Mm -hmm. I need x y and z to happen for me personally in the week so and so might need that around your swimming lesson you can be juggled and somebody else can pick you up I can then go for a coffee there is the perfect work week can work whatever wherever you work and however you want your life Mm. to be outside of that work or inside of that work that also works for people who've been in business for a really long time and have stuck to a schedule just because that's what they've had and they've actually never taken the time to create a work week that is one sustainable but also what they want they've just got into work they've done the nine to five because that's what everybody else does they actually have never checked in with themselves to say Mm. actually Mondays need to be CEO days and admin days because I have 70,000 emails and invoices and things I need to catch up with. And I can't do that sporadically throughout the week. I need a big chunk of time, but they might not have ever given themselves permission to look at their work week and restructure it the way that they want. Totally. That's something that you can go away and try out. Another big one is look at what you are offering people. (laughs) If you've ever or never pulled out all the things that you've put out there to the world, lay them out, get them out, put them on post-its, Jen's bubbling as we speak, (laughs) stick them on the wall and look at them as from the perspective of somebody buying them. You could even get your friend, your partner to go, does this feel overwhelming to you if you saw it? You know, mm. if, if you saw all my offers out there in the world and I'm trying to push all of them on social media or by email or whatever on my website, does it feel overwhelming? Are there bits in there that don't be, need, just complicate things? What adds value to that? Does that extra little bit that you added onto the VIP bit actually add value and make people go, yes, I'm going to buy that. Does somebody not care? This is a really good example that Jen, me and Jen, Jen and I, my mum will tell me off of saying that in the wrong way. But anyway, when she listens, we recently bought courses and I, and Jen said to me, why did you buy that course? And I said, the reason I bought it was because right at the end, somebody said, you're going to get chance to be live in a session with me. Now that made it for me. I was when I watched the selling of it, I was already sold. But the little nudge that it took was just that edit extra of somebody saying, and you get once a month 
a chance to sit down in a room with me with the group and I had already spent the money in my head anyway get really clear on what it is you're putting out there and what are the added bits that actually you know are the reasons why people are buying that stuff Mm. I recently went on somebody's sales page for a course that they're doing guess how many bonuses they had oh god (laughs) 10 12 oh they had 12 bonuses added to this course and as i kept scrolling never ending scrolling of the sales page oh, looking I at all that. the bonuses I hate that so the amount of bonuses have scared me out of getting more information about this offer about this course and this is where Less is more, less is more, less is more. Less, oh my God, people. And put in your price. Put, I want the price. I just want to know yeah. how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole that's other a whole episode. podcast. We're going to say that. Hashtag whole other episode. Yeah, whole um, other episode. But yeah, it's overwhelming. What is going on? Mm-hmm. What is going on in your mind for you to need to give me 12 extra bonus things? Yeah. Well, also, we can even look at our content toolkit online course that we never talk about and can look at and see in our online course platform how many times people have logged in, if they've even accessed the bonus pack that came with it. And 90% of them haven't. So it's not always about, yeah, just shoving shit in a bonus just because you think it's going to be of value, it really, really has to be of value Value. to the person you want to have the biggest impact going through that course or using your product. And this is something that is going to also just give you the permission to say, I don't need to add a whole bunch of stuff to my offer to make it hugely valuable to the person that's going to pay for it. Don't overcomplicate something before you even created it. Keep it as simple as possible for you and the customer so that they know what they're getting and how it benefits them and the results that they can get. That's it. Literally, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We'll do another episode on, you know, creating, creating your offers or validating your offers and all that stuff later on. If you've never created something and it's your first time doing it, do not try and add all the bells and whistles. Just don't. You're going to overwhelm yourself and then it's going to take you three years to get it out there. Yes, three years. It is. I know. Does it feel overwhelming? Does it have bits added onto it that feel better, that actually add more value? Is it what you actually want to be offering? That's a really good question to ask yourself. Do you hate, oh God, I've got to put that thing out again. <laughs> well, if you hate it, then why are you putting it out? Is it confusing? And are you trying to be all the things to all the people? Or I'll, I'll put this out because they'll want it. And then I'll put this one out because they'll probably want it. Ask yourself those questions. They're really, really good questions to ask. Now, if we have got a few of you who are procrastinators out there and and there's a lot of procrastination going on, we're going to say, hello, procrastination is generally a stress release. Reason it builds up is because you need to release something, some stress. The best thing for procrastination is to actually step away from the thing that you're trying to do and then ask yourself, if you want to go back to it, what can I do for 10 to 15 minutes? That's it. Set Literally set an alarm. 
And if it's nothing right now, then don't try and do it again. There's a procrastination generally because it's something you're either trying to avoid or Mm. you don't want to take that first step into it. What is the smallest, most simplest thing you can do for 15 minutes? And then give yourself the permission to say, I'm going to do that. And then see if you want to do more, you can. But if you cannot, then don't. There's no point even trying. Step away. Go and do something else. Procrastination is a really interesting point that people I think often use as I'm not saying as an excuse but they often pile on that feeling of oh god I'm procrastinating and I can't get out of it when actually there are tools out there that can help you to just just shift what it is you're doing and allow your brain to move into a different thing that you're doing even just changing your environment by moving from the couch back to your office where you should be working from in the first place. That's a mental note to myself. And, <laughs> and you know, getting up, going for a quick little walk, just breaking up that thought process of, oh, I need to be doing this. Procrastination is, it's something every single human deals with. And when it comes to having to simplify something in your life or your business, it will show up it will show up in its mightiest because yeah, it, you want to avoid it. You want to avoid you it. You want to totally avoid it. I do it when I do a task or something that I'm doing and I get to a hard point, then I give up. And then <laughs> when I need to go back to it, I, I make the thing bigger than it is. What I try and do now is to just go back and actually go, what is it that's hard about this? Is there something online that can help me? Is there a person that can help me? Or have I actually made the story in my head bigger than it is? And usually if I go, right, I'm going to spend 10 minutes trying to find out how to do this, then that's that allows me to then get back to doing that task. Yes. Whereas before I would put it over there in a box and I don't see it. And then I'd be shit, I haven't done that for two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And then you go to doom scrolling, you check your emails, you do all the things yeah. that give those dopamine hits that are super easy to do. And then that procrastination just gets stronger and stronger because you're feeding it. And yes, I go in waves, months of procrastination, and then I'll get like six months of work done in two days because, <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's not sustainable. But if you do struggle with procrastination, it's all about severing that thought process by moving and allowing yourself to say, what's, what's the simplest step I can take right now? And doing it then, doing it then, not, oh, in 10 minutes, I can do this. That's the other thing is procrastination will tell you, oh, okay, the first step I'm going to take to doing this hard task is this, but I'll do it in 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just do the thing. Just do the the damn thing. thing. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, that was a massive episode for our first one. We hope you took some big takeaways from that. We covered lots and there are 17 other episodes that we've just created of some of those conversations, which is awesome. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what your favorite takeaways are. And you can connect with us on Instagram at JJ Excellent Adventure and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast and tell all your mates, your mum's grandma, your auntie, your doctor, your favorite business babe, bestie. And come and get, get everyone to subscribe to the podcast because we are going to be putting out some other episodes. Well, some of the titles are just... Yeah, just wait for it. Just, just wait for I the titles. Wait. Just 
Subscribe for the titles. Who cares about what we talk about? Yes. <laughs> subscribe Who for the cares? titles of the podcast yeah. episodes. Yeah. Big, big talk today. Loved it. And we will see you for episode two. Two. Goodbye. We currently have spots for our two-on-one private coaching. If you're wanting to explore, examine, and expand your business, then investing in yourself might be the first step. Come and find us on Instagram at JJ Excellent Adventure and flick us a friendly DM to start your journey with us.